Hi, and welcome to Finance Matters, a podcast series where we bring you bite-sized thoughts, stories, and inspiration in the hope they'll be useful to you on this road we're all on to do our best and be our best in the realm of financial matters here at UVA. I'm your host, Brandy Van Ormer. And sorry, I'm your other host, Patty Marbury. Brandy, I forgot our introductory (laughs) (laughs) co-host. Patty and I are joined today by a couple of our colleagues within the uh, change management team of the FST project, and they are two of our business analysts who joined the project. Gosh, it feels like you've been a part of things for a long time in a good way, but um, you guys have been here for what, a year? No. No? (laughs) It'll be a year in October. So yeah, it'll be a year in October. Oh, I thought it was. Ah, for some reason, I thought you guys joined us in the spring. I was going to say it was been more than a year, but. Well, before we go too far, we've got Derek Carter and Deidre Thomas here with us, and they are two of our three business analysts. And um, I don't remember when it was that they started, but I do remember um, Patty and Angela coming down the hall into my office all excited one day and saying we just talked to this lady named Deidre she's cool (laughs) (laughs) Derek not that you're not cool but I just remember they had just talked to Deidre that day and they were really excited before we were so excited because at the time we had we had four openings and we hired four people um and Angela and I were so excited because we had something like nine interviews in three days and hired four the four of you in like a period of three days which is unbelievable yeah. at UVA <laughs> so so we were so proud of ourselves <laughs> <laughs> and you should be proud of yourselves because they were a great fits too it's been great to have yeah uh Deidrea, Derek and Itiri is uh our other colleague who's still here with us um, we've had one of our four run off and leave the the UVA <laughs> ship. How dare he? But uh, you guys stuck with us. And um, the reason why Derek and uh, Dietria are here with us today, aside from the fact that they're cool, is that we were talking in a change management meeting immediately post go live. And one of, I think it was Itiri who said, you know, this was a pretty smooth go live compared to some other implementations I've been a part of. And Patty and I have been a part of a few implementations. Patty's been a part of Oracle. Um, and my meager experience is uh, the expense UVA project. That was the first thing I did when I got to UVA. And um, then we were both kind of part of the workday HR go live. Mm-hmm. But as business analysts, you guys have probably seen some things. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we thought it would be fun to have you all on and talk a little bit about your experience with this project in particular. So um, I'm going to start off and uh, with Derek and just ask, tell maybe tell us just a little bit about yourself as a professional and what you've been a part of before you were here at UVA. So I guess Becoming a business analyst has been a different journey because the majority of the things I've recently been doing were project management. So I have a more of a project management background, but business analysts seem to fit more than the project management, depending on jobs and stuff like that. Um, 
unlike Dietria, I came from the private sector and smaller implementations. Um, and those can be more challenging sometimes because you are dealing with a smaller group of people. And, you know, sometimes smaller group of people have a lot of more, more opinions than the bigger group. And sometimes it's harder to bring those people over to the majority or see the, the good things from the, from the project and implementation. So that's kind of my background. Interesting. And how about you, Deidrea? Oh, my background actually is, um, wow, various. But like Derek, I mean, I, <laughs> I have the, um, the BA side, the project management side. I also have operational um, implementation from a BA. I mean, my background is vast. And I have come from doing small projects to doing um, very massive projects where one of them was, I worked for the VCCS, the system office, and we had, it was like 25 separate entities, not just departments, it was departments within those colleges. Um, and we did a massive project where I had to work with all of those guys. Either way to me is challenging. And Derek mentioned, you know, the small groups, but getting the right people in the room in very large projects is very challenging mm -hmm. and dealing with the I think it should be this way type of mentality yeah, <laughs> yeah that's very tricky yeah. so when you <clears throat> were thinking about joining um for the UVA finance strategic transformation project what was it about this project that you thought, that seems like a good next step, sounds interesting? Angela, Patty gave an excellent, excellent, excellent interview. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it, you. <laughs> Patty is the secret to recruitment and retention at UVA. <laughs> it, it really was, uh, the energy that they brought to the in, the the interview and how they made you feel comfortable in the actual interview it wasn't one of those where it's like do you know this 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 you know very technical type of interview it was more general and made you feel comfortable and like if you come to work with us we will treat you like family Mm -hmm. type of feel that I got from the interview so mm -hmm. when I hung up it made me say yes I want this one. <laughs> oh, that's good I'm glad you felt that way I hope the family feeling didn't turn out to be too dysfunctional <laughs> <laughs> dysfunctional family feeling I'm gonna I'm gonna let you sit that one over <laughs> Derek how about you what made you interested in the project it was the, it was the same thing the like having the conversation with Patty and um, Angela at first, like it didn't make me feel like, well, I needed to know this, I needed to know that, I needed to know all of these different things right off the bat. Um, it was like, hey, you come on, this is what we're doing. It's part of this bigger project. You know, overall, we're doing this and this and this. Like, like Dietria said, you don't have to know everything. And that was one of the main things for me was like, there's so many interviews you go on sometimes where people are like, well, you need to know this particular thing, you had to have this particular type of experience, you need to do this, this, and this. 
and I didn't feel that. And that was a good feeling for me in this case where I was like, all right, I'm good. I think this will be a good place. And once I got the call for the second interview, I'm like, all right, they like me too. So (laughs) (laughs) time to go going. Yeah. That's interesting to me because as a communicator, I've worked in um, different industries and I was a little bit afraid of coming to Virginia because I had always worked in more rural markets. Mm -hmm. And I thought, man, in Virginia, they have a really deep market and they're going to want people who are experts in really concentrated areas. But finance really needed um, a generalist kind of person. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know much about y'all's field, but from working with you, I know that you've been asked to do a wide variety of stuff. <laughs> so probably good that that you had a, a wide background and you were open to um, lots of different things. So was the mm-hmm. what's been different than what you expected about working with uh, the FSD project and the Workday implementation? I think for me, it's... Um the different schools and units, like having the collaboration and bringing people aboard. Um, Sometimes you can get to different groups and different people and personalities and groups that like Dietrich was saying a second ago, I want it to be this way, or I think it should be this way. And in the beginning, I was worried about that. I'm like, this is a large project across the entire university. There could be a lot of people who are thinking, well, it should be this way, or it should be that way, or, if it's going to be new, I want it to feel like the old way. And in the beginning, I didn't really get that. I felt like there was a lot of people who were, this is the project. This is the way it's moving. This is what we're doing. Um, everybody got to be on, kind of be on board with it. Um, and there was not a, never a negative experience that way. And I think that goes to Patty and Angela um, with the change saying, hey, like change is going to happen. Things are going to be good or bad or indifferent. But like, here's the project. We need everybody on the same page with the project. What was really different for me, though, is I've done change management. That's that's in my pocket, you know, that I do. But the fact that um, your communication plans were already, you know, in place, you kept tweaking them and you were what I call over communicating, which is a good thing. I promise you, because there are a lot of projects that I have been on, and that has been the very weakness of the project, is the communication of what's going on, what's happening, what's next, what's expected from you, what's coming when, where, and you guys were did an excellent job at that, and I was surprised to see it in place the way it was, because again, many places, that is their weakness, and they don't even have a plan in place at all (laughs) and it was like being proactive too it wasn't like reactive it was yes yes. here's what's coming look here's what's coming look forward to this Uh here's all of the resources there were a ton of resources for people and I'm like wow you know if people doesn't can't get it now then they're not going to get it because there's so many things out there for them to got to give it to the training team on that one there's (laughs) so many different things to whatever way you learn there's a way for you to receive it so yeah yeah see you asked when we came on board see training didn't kick off until later see they they crushed later when they had to come on board but it was the communication up front um Mm -hmm. that really surprised me how well it was organized and how well you guys were going after it 
the training team. Now, when the training team came on board and their documentation had to be there, oh yeah, they were fired. They, I mean, when I started sitting in some of the training sessions, I was like, wow. They really went in. Wow. They really do know this stuff. Well, they, you know, they, you say they came on board, but they, they'd actually been on board since Brandy, when was it? Oh gosh. Yeah. They've been sitting in on everything. Yeah. So they'd been sitting in on the architecture sessions, the customer confirmation sessions. They already were in the functional areas. Mm -hmm. So like Erica, for example, was already involved in payroll. Jack already involved in procurement. So they already knew all that. So I don't mean to like say that it wasn't amazing that they could do the training sessions that they did, but they they didn't just like, boom, start in February, create the documentation and start training on, on a area that they right. didn't know very intimately for a long time in, in advance. So. And to be fair, I think the same could be said for communications. Um, yeah. Like I remember, it, we'll see if James Gorman listens to the podcast. Um, like four years ago, they when we were really starting to think about the project, James came on and Mary Wagaman as his admin person. So sometimes Mary and I laugh, we're like, we're the, old, the OG <laughs> project team members because it was like just... James, Mary, Christy Kish, and um, myself for a while. And I had the opportunity to sit in on everything like the trainers did and learn so much stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys worked with particular trainers, didn't you? Like you're kind of like partnered sort of? We were in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) They they were initially to document processes and things like that. but, and to help review documentation and all of that. But now it's just like all hands on deck, whoever can help, whenever you can help. Um, so it, it's been a great partnership though, I think. Well, that group is just great to work with. I mean, and I think Adetria and Derek and Itiri too were a naturally good fit like mm-hmm. with the trainers and with the folks we were working with. Again, as a comms person, I look at folks like the trainers as a great middle ground between the functional expertise, like they understand that, but they can also explain it to people who don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So they're, I, you guys as business analysts, them as trainers are a very important cog in the wheel for my little mind understanding things. <laughs> so <laughs> we talked about what kinds of things were different than you expected, but I mean, you've got these, this variety of backgrounds working on different kinds of changes with different sizes of groups, different scopes of projects. You know, you've got different, uh, I think Dietra, you put it, things in your pocket that your expertise um, encompasses. So what was the same about this project that you see all the time? Like no matter what, what kind of things stay the same? The panic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's the panic, especially as we got closer to go live. And it was something Angela said to me closer to go live in one of our um, meetings. And she, she was like, you know, talking about the the stressfulness, you know, that everybody was feeling and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me and she was like, but you look so calm. (laughs) You look so used to this. And I was like, 
Angela, at this point in the game, I am calm. I say I've done this so many times at this point. It, mm -hmm. it is. And we're going to have to flip the switch and we will deal with whatever fallout happens afterwards. <laughs> That's comforting to realize too, that the panic is not unique. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> I have not been on a project in my career that when we get close to go live and flipping that switch, that everybody was not totally stressed out. It's, it's, if you're not stressed out, you, you're a me where you've been doing this so long and you know better. Otherwise, yeah, everybody going to be stressed out, especially the people that do the work, the functional team, the right. IT, because you're spinning in your head worrying about what could go wrong. Right. Instead of spinning in your head what's going to go right and keep yourself positive. Derek, what about you? The, the, the ability to, for people to be afraid of change, that doesn't mm -hmm. change. Like this, I, I'm used the fear to change I, doesn't change. <laughs> yeah, because I was part. Me and Linda, Linda and I were doing um, expenses, and you know, expenses touch everybody across the university. Um, there were so many people who were like, I just got used to Chrome River, and now I got to do this. And now mm -hmm. it used to be this way, and now I got to do this. Like just that negative, not negative idea that I don't know what's happening, so I I'm going to be negative about it. Yeah. And I've seen that, but where the change team overcame that was communication, training, all of the things that are out there for people. Like, if you were continuing to be negative with this, then you're going to just be negative right. because there was nothing out there that was going to make you happy or make you come aboard because all of the resources out there for you. So just that idea of it's not what it used to be. And I like how it was mm -hmm. is across the board. Patty, we have had some fun conversations about the implementation of Oracle 20 years ago. Yeah. And um, I always look back to that one and think about how, yeah, this is a really big change, but it definitely wasn't as big as like going from paper to computer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that one was um, 26 systems yeah. being pulled into one. Um, and you'd think that for the people who've been here a long time that they they'd just be like dude if we if we can do that we can do anything yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and and it was interesting because the oracle um implementation was 26 systems into one but also like you say moving from some paper processes to automated processes and this was not in the 1800s <laughs> <laughs> You would have had to explain that to the interns the last time, but not to us. We know. But, but the, the other thing that I think back on it is, so I started at UVA in in 2000, so year 2000. And, um, and even in impl implementing Oracle, there were still things that were not automated. So like, for example, the application process mm -hmm. was not automated. And they didn't even have, when I started, they didn't even have a online, like fillable PDF. You oh. had to hand write your application in what? your, like with a pen. <laughs> what? And, and, <laughs> and, and then bring it in to, or mail it, whatever, to um, the Patty, you're telling on us. 
yeah it was like the mickey building and then um and this was not that long ago i mean when you think about it and so and then somebody would take it and they would take it and type in um i think they did use a computer not a typewriter <laughs> um type in your what was in your application bless it it bless was those insane. people cards yeah it was insane so so even the oracle implementation didn't automate everything so mm -hmm. i think but, this is a cool jump off point for one of our next big questions which like so we've all been through big changes in the professional setting and mm -hmm. what have you learned about big change i mean aside from the fact that people are always going to have problems with it and there will be an element of panic <laughs> embrace it <laughs> you can't stop it. Yeah, Embrace it. <laughs> yeah. The more you try to fight against the changes that are going to happen, pretty much the more you're going to stress yourself out. Um, Angela's um, gr little graph, it really depicts what people go through and changes. And it is so real when they especially get down in that chaos. Because some people, when as soon as you say change, they jump straight into the chaos phase mm -hmm. and are totally stressed out. So yeah, embrace it, you know, find some positive in it and hang on to that and drive towards that positivity to help you accept the changes that are going to happen and try to be a part of it. So you don't have to complain about what ain't right later. I've noticed that people take their job and what they do and become it becomes a part of who they are yeah so if their job and their responsibilities change they feel like they have to change oh derek that's interesting yes, yes. Yeah. some people like especially if you've been you know doing something for a while or if you went to college then this is your like being and something changes you feel like you have to change as a person mm -hmm. um yeah, and if and if change feels threatening, then it's threatening to you personally. personally. Yes, really yeah. interesting. Yes, and many worry about: Am I going to lose my job? Is this going to take take away my job? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a big fear of many people, especially you know when change comes and you start automating and, and you know putting the processes on the computer. Dietrich, you mentioned the the little diagram where it's like the valley of despair and chaos and stuff, mm -hmm. and as a person with a change management background and being on the change team and, you know, kind of being behind the scenes on the change effort, I remember thinking, yes, that's for people who are out there working in the, the pro working in the schools and units in the project, you know, they're, we're helping them with this change and they're going to have issues and we're going to help. And, you know, um, we're all professionals. It's all going to be great, but I understand this. And I yeah. somehow thought maybe I was like exempt from the balance. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, really it's interesting to, to me to learn on the backside of a project, like how much you can actually go back and forth on that little, mm -hmm. that little absolutely ride that Angela showed us like you can be feeling great about it mm -hmm. and then feel a little more unsure the next day then great again and then way down in that little wagon track later and it's interesting to me that I think for a lot of us uh after go live when things have gone relatively well 
everybody gets a little bit back into that chaos and yes, uh, that lower phase where mm-hmm. it's just harder. What do you think makes that harder? Because of expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, once it goes live, they uh, many people basically expect things to flow yeah. where no, that learning curve just became reality for you guys. Mm-hmm where you've got to get your hands on. You really got to figure this out. You're going to run into issues and problems because it's not the way you've always done it. Mm-hmm. So, and then those guys out in the departments and in the field, they're the ones that's going to really show us our issues where we miss something or we need to fix something um, where stuff isn't flowing, let's say the way we thought they should have. Mm-hmm. And we're dealing with some of that now so keeping the right people in the right room at the right times is very pertinent and very strategic and that can cause a lot of anxiety and stress and sometimes it can even break projects it's people like the Derek's the Detrius the Itiris that you need to have in those rooms from the very beginning because we ask the hard questions we ask the questions that will irritate people but we're asking them to get people to start thinking through their entire process and stop siloing their thought process. Mm-hmm. And because, you're coming at it from like a really educated outsider's standpoint too. Mm-hmm. You totally know what you're talking about and you're not steeped in the UVA atmosphere or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like the way, the way we've always done it is not what's on your mind. So. Correct. But I'm not coming in telling you, well, when I was here, this is how we did it. I drop it as, well, have you guys thought about this? Mm-hmm. Or have you thought about that? It's more to get the, the, the brain working, you know, in these conversations, in these meetings, because in the initial meetings is where you can say, you know, well, have you thought about pulling this person in or having a conversation with this person? We might need this you know, person or this group as a part of these meetings, just even if it's for a tidbit of information, it makes your projects um, flow much smoother down mm-hmm. the road when you have those type of meetings in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You got me thinking about Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> what, being in the room where it happens? <laughs> yeah, like, like truly to make make a project work, sometimes you got to have you got to look outside of your own little silo, your own little box to make sure you have the right voices, the right people, different people sometimes in the same room just to get a different view, reaction, question. Because um, a lot of times people will be like, all right, this is my project. I know how it should go. Um, and sometimes you put people in the room that'll ask that question, they'll get defensive and mm-hmm. afraid to say, oh, well, that's a good idea. Let's talk about that. Or, oh, crap, this person may know more about this than I do. So let's bring this person on. Like, sometimes you got to come in without an ego and put the project first. Yeah, that's hard. And it's hard. I keep going back, Derek, to what you said about being, and it's a great thing to be personally invested in your job. Like, not saying that's bad at all, but there's a fine a fine balance yes. there between finding like rooting your sense of self in your job and then being well willing to let go of that a little bit to loosen your grip and consider how it could be different and maybe even make 
you better at your job. Cause I'm sure the people um, 20 years ago that their job was retyping all of our responses into from the, the job applications. I'm sure a good bit of them went on to do something more fulfilling. <laughs> That <laughs> 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 may not have been the best use of all their um, their talent and right. experience. Sometimes I think people are afraid to learn new things. It's yeah, just, you do have those, Derek. You're just like afraid to learn. I'm like, why are you scared to learn something else? It's called comfort zone. Comfort zone. Yeah. They don't want to. They don't want to take a step out of their own comfort zone. They don't. But at they're one, in control. Yeah. That comfort zone and that bubble. At one time, everything that we're comfortable with now, though, we once weren't. Mm-hmm. That is a very good statement. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and for the record, since Derek and Dietrich have said so many nice things about communications and training, just want the listening audience to know we did not pay them or bribe them <laughs> to say these things. They speak the good things of their own free will. They're not being compensated other than just the normal. <laughs> it's not that I'm going to like deliver them some chocolate. I totally might. <laughs> yeah. So, so I have a question too, just more, not so much about the process or the, um, the work itself, but more about like how UVA or how UVA finance is. Is there anything that surprised you or? either bad or good. Um, just kind of wonder if you had any thoughts about that. The you guys are more organized than you even ever realized. You guys are able to work together to get stuff done and to push through. I won't talk bad about some other places I've been, but uh, you guys have it together so much more than you guys know. And you get stuff done, you get your work done, and you know your job. I have been in places, and I'm talking finance, that, yeah, people quitting left and right (laughs) in finance. To to pile on to what Dietrich is saying, I know that this wasn't a question for me, but having come, I've only been here, this is going on my sixth year now, and I've been a lot of places where that weren't as functional as UVA is. I mean, generally, that's what I think really was key in the success of the project is that we had people across UVA who are good at what they do, who are invested in what they do, who wanted it to be a success. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're professionally mature enough not to get too freaked out about the, the whole thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. I would just second what Deidre said. For me, it was the vastness, like, I don't feel like there was one school or group or department that's been missed in the whole finance project. Like, everybody has been aware of it across mm-hmm. the university. You know, I've been in small companies where people don't realize stuff's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you were like, you can sit across the hallway from people and they still don't understand what's going on compared mm-hmm. to a, a university the size with so many different groups and people and areas that you wouldn't think touches each other or yeah. needs each other, but they do. So yeah, that was one of the things for me, just the, the vastness of it. Yeah. Changes is, is having a 17 year old son and <laughs> getting it. ready to go to college. Like he hasn't decided where he wants to go to college yet. 
So we're still looking. And he, not to, he's a mama's boy. He's just kind of <laughs> afraid to, to leave his mom. But I've, tell, I've told him, like, there's changes coming. Changes coming. <laughs> we got to be able to accept it. Even though you might not like it, you just got to be able to accept it and then go from there. So having the ability to accept change is something that people need to open, be open to and go from there. Change is the gateway to the future. You know, without it, we don't grow. I mean, I just keep it simple. You think about it, you got to, if when a baby is born, that baby has to change that baby has to grow in order to become an adult. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't have nothing spectacular on that one. <laughs> Except that the pattern is really clear from the moment that we arrive on the earth, things are How gonna- How about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, actually change may not, not always be good, but it's always going to be. And we just yeah. get to decide how we're going to work with it or not. Yes. And I like what you guys have pointed out about you can either get involved with it and feel like you have some influence on it and can work to make it a good change, or you can be frustrated and sit back and be upset about all the things that then happen. And it's an always a better and more fulfilling option for everybody. And honestly, the more people's input, the better. It's better if you take part. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. All right. Business analysts, thank you so much for joining us. It was great to have you all. It's been great to have you all on the project, period. Um, it's always good to have uh, a voice of experience and expertise come in and like you said, Deidre, ask those questions and be work with us and be partners with this. Um, I appreciate you taking time to talk to us today. And for our listening audience, if you want to learn more about some of the things we've t- talked about, I'll put some links in the show notes. And um, until then, keep doing what you're doing because what you're doing matters. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>